Hello, I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 199 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Um, pretty sure I said that the wrong way around, but you know what I meant. Uh, this is the last one I say, one, one before the 100, and we move on to the next 100, the century, um, which is exciting. Uh, thanks to very thanks very much to Mika for coming on last week, uh, talking about documentary Hungry Hill and all the kind of the tough aspect of being a farmer in the Barrett Peninsula as we can all only ever imagine how life can be quite that tough from day to day but um, uh, hopefully Hungry Hill will become more available for people to see because it is a, it's a must watch uh, regards documentaries and leads in beautifully to our episode uh, this week which is all about films and um, a bit of a follow up on the the song one we did Um you can support us on Buy Me A Coffee if you like. You don't have to, obviously. Um, never feel obliged, but the link is in the description if you wish to do so. You're following the instructions. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> I just set it up and, you know, but people have been very kind. Um, yeah, this episode was request, requested and um, I have a, 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 well, Joanne mentioned it, but I don't know if this was a kind of case of me really wanting to complete some sort of a trilogy of of, of songs this one's called 41 Years, 41 Films. We already did the 41 Years, 41 Songs. And I'd love to do 41 Years, 41 Books, but I honestly think that could go on for too long, so I probably won't do that. But um, I do know more about uh, films and, and music than I do books, it is fair to say. So, yeah, um, it it wasn't as difficult to do this as it was the song one. And it, it's because, you know, if you love a band, they have five albums. You have they've got what twelve songs per album. If my maths are correct, they have sixty songs. Then you've got to pick, you know, three or four of them from the over the years, and then pick the famous one or your favorite one, and that's out of a list of one band. Um, and there's artists and all that as well. So, yeah, this was a little bit easier. Uh, you will notice that um, certain directors do pop up quite a bit because I'm a big fan of these certain directors, and I'll mention them when we go. Um, there's also certain films in it where uh, the director may not, may not be my favorite person, uh, um, but I felt that I should mention the films because they're what well, yeah very important to my film education. But also, well, it's the whole argument. I'm not getting into it now. But the art versus versus even the artist, and um, yeah. I'll mention it. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, 41 years, that's how how many years I've been born. So we're going from 1982 right through to 2023. Some, it's the same as the songs in the sense that some years were bumper year for film and then some were not so good and there'll only be, you know, four or five film, films for me to get through. Um, I didn't want to just throw in any films that I enjoyed rather than loved. I wanted to put in the ones I really loved. Um, and again, just another disclaimer, some uh, that I pick as my favorite of the year are more to do with maybe their significance, um, culturally, or maybe to do with my own personal times in my life and and maybe the times I watch the films with people I watch them with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, if anybody says to me, "I can't believe you didn't have Sunset Boulevard in it," it's from nineteen eighty two, and I'm yes, I'm not that old. Okay, so anyway, nineteen eighty two. Uh, we have The Thing, which is um, a horror film that some of you might know. Might know. Um, White Dog by Sam Fuller, a very strange one about a very vicious dog. 
<laughs> who's a bit racist. Um, the verdict with Paul Newman. Um, or no, hang on. No, it is Paul Newman. Sorry. Um, Smithereens, which is kind of an indie film that I only recently saw, and Fitzgeraldo, which there is a documentary made about Fitzgeraldo. Uh, Werner Herzog made Fitzgeraldo with his friend. Um, uh, anyway, I'll get back to it. And uh, <laughs> they uh, decided that out in the in Africa, uh, in was it no, maybe it was Central America. They decided to pull one of those huge cruise liners over a hill. The documentary is incredible. The film was really good as well, but the documentary is probably better. Um, Kinsky, Kinsky is the name of his mate. Um, they didn't like each other, but apparently they worked with each other in loads of films. Um, but the winner of that year is the a little bit underseen. Um, Martin Scorsese film, King of Comedy. If you don't know what that is, that is essentially what they did with Joker in 2019. Was that when that came out? Um, well, it's kind of a mixture taxi driver and King of Comedy, but uh, Robert De Niro plays uh, Rupert Pumpkin. Pump, Pupkin, I'm having trouble. Um, and he is incredible in the role of a guy who wants to be a comedian and he will go into any length it will be lengths it will be to become a comedian. And is he that funny? Probably not, but I've seen people describe the film and, and say that he ex- actually is very funny, but I don't know if that's an intentional thing. But the uh, King of Comedy, if you haven't seen it, uh check it out. It's uh it's genius. Nineteen eighty three. We have The Big Chill, probably the best film about a group of friends getting together and having a a good time. Um, We have Stranger Than Paradise, uh, a road trip film, uh, Jim Jarmusch. The Outsiders, which is one of those ones where Tom Cruise was in and the Brat Pack and all that came from, um, based on S.E. Hinton's book. Really, uh, and can I impress people? Do you mind if I impress you? I don't have these notes written down in front of me, so I'm just remembering from what I did. Every time I watch a film, I try to look it up and see where it came from and who's in it and all these kind of stuff. And some of this stuff might be wrong. It's just coming out of my head. I don't, I do know that S.E. Hinton wrote it because I have the book, but it's actually a, a really good film from, from that year. Uh, Trading Place is a classic Eddie Murphy. Um, one of those films I watched with my brothers over and over again, and we, uh, we loved it and, Probably watched it more than most films, I would say. It's really, it's really good. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's great in it. Um, uh, The Right Stuff, which is a film about space travel, uh, but on Earth. If that makes any sense. But but they're thinking about going to space. And it, it, to, be, to be honest, it's quite a long film and it can be quite dry in places, but it is actually really good. Um, the Dresser, which is um, a, a fil- an English film, um, tell me who it stars. Tell me who it stars off the top of your head. Oh, what is that guy's name? <laughs> so it's basically a two-hander. Uh, I'm sure sure it's based based on a play. Ter- um, I can never. I keep saying thinking Terrence Stamp, but Terrence Stamp isn't it. Um, oh, the guy who was in the loneliness of a long distance runner, Billy Bud, Billy Liar. Sorry, that uh, doesn't matter. It's okay. Go look it up. It's uh, it's a really great film. But the film that wins it is Terms of Endearment. Um, I'm recording this a few days before it comes out. I shared this as my film of the week. Uh, it is a real tearjerker. Um, Jack Nicholson, Shirley MacLaine, uh, Deborah. Um, uh, why am I thinking of Messing Winger? Um, Jeff Daniels, really great film, but it is a, a proper tearjerker, and it's 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 one hundred percent eighties as well. But Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson are great. At it. Um, that's a must-watch. Uh, Jack Nicholson won an Oscar for it, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> so that won it for that year. 
1984, Blood Simple, the first Coen Brothers film. Um, brilliant. Uh, also, Frances McDormand makes her entrance um, into into Hollywood lore. I think she won three Academy Awards now. Um, the Killing Fields, I learned more about Pol Pot in Cambodia from that film than just about, well, definitely from history books in school and stuff like that. Um, but again, obviously, it's a heavy, heavy subject, but it, it's um, probably essential viewing, really. Amadeus, all about Mozart and the and Amadeus, who's very jealous of him. Uh, it's a long film, but it's very funny and very good. Uh, the Terminator, some might be surprised that that's in there. There's not many action films. I'll be I'll be totally honest. Um, but the original Terminator is in there. This is Spinal Tap, the greatest film. Uh, sorry, the funniest film ever made. I would probably say so. Um, just you know, there's a line in it that we talked about when we were kids, not when we were kids, but when we were teenagers about. Um, there's a line where they have an album come out <laughs> and they're kind of on the slide at this point and the, and the critics are giving them a hard time and they're having an album come out and it's called uh, Shark Sandwich <laughs> and the guy says, uh, well, we got a review in here from such and such from whatever. Um, two words, uh, shit sandwich. And I don't know. I don't know why, but that will always be funny to me. Um, there's loads of very funny stuff in it. You know, they're making the, they're doing the song Stonehenge and they want the, 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 the stones on the stage with them. And it's, they're made to tiny, very small size instead of the size they want. And it's just, it's brilliant. And there's this thing about uh, where they get, they come down in these pods and the bass player gets trapped in the pod and he plays the song in the pod. And this actually happened to you two in nineteen eight. No, sorry, nineteen ninety eight. In I think it was Norway, and uh, they were coming out in that large, uh, you know, lemon, and the lemon didn't open, and they had to climb out the back, and it was very Spinal Tap. Um, uh, Stop making sense. A concert film. Talking Heads. It counts. I don't care. Um, it's a film. It's it. It was made by Jonathan De- Jonathan Demi, and he made Silence of the Lambs. So I, I take your argument somewhere else. It's brilliant. It's the best concert film ever made. And here's the first of the director I'm not a fan of, uh, Broadway, Danny Rose by Woody Allen. Um, I, I actually love the film. I first watched it and um, maybe not quite paying attention to who was in it, who was playing the lead role, um, the, the the female lead. And it's she's almost unrecognizable. It's Mia, Mia Farrow and she is so good in, in the lead. Um, but the winner of that year, and this is in probably my top 20, possibly my, my, my top 15, uh, Paris, Texas. The Wim Wenders film um, about a, a guy who goes missing and when he comes back, he's he's mute and uh, his brother picks him up. From, but he walks out of the desert, basically, and his brother picks him up and it goes from there. It is just, it's just brilliant. It's like, um, you know, I don't like to use genius all the time, but that and Stop Making Sense are genius uh, with regards to films. Uh, 1985, a, a slower year. Um we have Martin Scorsese's uh, After Hours, a uh, very lit, very underseen Martin Scorsese film. I recently just got it on Blu-ray. I haven't rewatched it yet, but very happy to have a copy of it. Um, ran by my favourite uh, film director, Akira Kurosawa, who um, directed so many uh, amazing films from from the forties on. But Ran is a is an adaptation of King Lear, and it's uh, as as you know in samurai times Japan, and it's as epic as it sounds. Uh, Witness with um, Harrison Ford, and when he disappears into the Amish community, 
Kiss of the Spider Woman. I don't even know if I got that film, but it's it's very good. Um, uh, William Hurt is in it. Um, he won an Oscar for it. He's like, he's it's really good. And so is the guy. And I and I I'm, I feel bad for forgetting his name, but the guy who played Gomez Adams is in it. Um, and he plays his cellmate. Uh, but the most important film of the year, really, I, you know, it's hard to call it the best, but it's definitely the most important one. And, and it got it for me was Shoah. It's a nine hour documentary about um, the uh, the concentration camps in in Nazi Germany and in Poland. And it's it's told from uh, the survivor's point of view. Um, it's you know, it's obviously like it's nine hours about that. It, it's a tough, tough watch, but it's probably the most culturally important do- documentary of the last 50 years. So, you know, I have to put it top of the list. And I, I look, you can't say you enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy it, but I learned a lot about it. Um, So, yeah, show it. 1986, uh, Blue Velvet, uh, David Lynch uh, with <laughs> the the seemingly, well, seemingly, the psychopathic um, turn by Dennis Hopper as the dude with the, the mask whatever he's inhaling and going off on one. And uh, it's it's weird. All David Lynch's films are weird. Uh, Down by Law, another Jim Jarmusch film, um, starring Tom Waits and also kind of introducing me to Tom Waits' music with Jackie Full of Bourbon as the opening song on the, on the, uh, on the film over this, over the titles. Um, I think Alan Barkin is in it well from what I remember, but it's about three fugitives on the run. It's, it's actually, it's yeah, I'm not going to stop saying it's actually good. Obviously I have it on the list. Um, Hannah and her sisters again, Woody Allen, but you know, I I don't know. I'm not a fan of Michael Caine, but I actually think he's really good in this. And I think every um uh, Barbara Hershey is really good in it. It's it's a great cast. Um Platoon, uh, the best um Vietnam based war film, probably. Um it has its moments of just just awfulness, but it's great. River's Edge, Dennis Hopper appears again about a group that could want to see a dead body, very much like um Another film that I will mention. Um, she's got to have it. Uh, was it uh, Spike Lee's debut? It could have been, or maybe it's the second film. But uh, it's really good, and it's so fresh and, and and different than anything else at the time. And you know, it goes to show what Spike Lee would go on to do because one of the most original directors ever. Uh, but it's great. Um, but like I just mentioned, Dead Bodies, my film of nineteen eighty six. This one's for you, Joanne. And she literally just texted me this the other day and I'd already written this out. This is a fact. Stand by me. Again, myself and my brothers watched it over and over when we were young. And uh, it's not one that's hard to understand. You can put yourself in the place of these kids. And I think it's very well acted, by the way, but by all of them. Um, River Phoenix is normally uh, pointed out as the the one that stands out, but I think they're all really great in it. And... That bullying by older brothers. Yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> I know. But it's not quite to those levels. But um, it's great. And I just want to also mention the worst film. This is the only time I'll mention a bad film on this list. The worst film was made in this year. The worst film of all time was made in this year. And if anybody follows this podcast, they'll know exactly what's coming next. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was made in this year. So it nearly knocks all the goodness out of the year for me. It's that bad. It is. It, there's no argument over. The only argument we can have is how bad it is. You can say, yeah, I don't like it, but it's not the worst film of all time. I can get that. For me, it's the worst film of all time. What you can come and say is, it's all right, or it's, I like it. I, I don't want to hear the water. Excuse me. 
Next up, 1987, quiet, quiet year. Um, another Vietnam uh, film. It was very popular in 1980s Vietnam. Uh, Full Metal Jacket by the great uh, Stanley Kubrick. I, I like it. I, I probably prefer the scenes at the start with Private Pile and the you know the the huge bullying aspect of and the training camp rather than when they get to Vietnam. But it's it's um it's a great film. Um, broadcast news. It's great, isn't it? Have you seen it? William Hurt, uh, um, Holly Hunter. Uh, it's so good. Um, Wings of Desire, another Wim Wenders film about an angel circling uh, um, Berlin. It is Berlin, isn't it? And then Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are in it out of nowhere playing in a bar. Like That's pretty cool. It's very random, but, random, but it's cool. Raising Arizona, um, the Coen Brothers once again. But the winner uh, in, of 1987 is Whitnail and I. We want, what's it? We want a bottle of your finest wine and we want it now. When they're in the cafe in the scones and all the uh, elderly people around them. Um, Richard E. Grant, uh, obviously, really, his star turn kind of made him then. Um, 1988, we've got The Thin Blue Line. It's an Errol, Errol Morris documentary about, um, it's kind of a real life kind of mystery uh, it, you feel like you're the detective on the mystery and it's got these kind of, it's well before it's time and, and Netflix is only making documentaries like this now. But you're kind of wondering like, how will they catch this person? That Someone was arrested wrongfully for for an incident and, and then they're trying to figure out how and then they might have some recorded evidence. That's It's so good. I love it. Um, I bought a doc, uh, doc, a box set of his documentaries just to you, to see that. But to be fair, they were all pretty good. Actually, one of them is about a pet cemetery. That was kind of a strange one. Not about the horror, but actual an actual pet cemetery. Um, Rain Man, we all know that one. Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Mississippi Burning, great. Um, do you know who's great in that? I just mentioned her a minute ago. Frances McDormand, she's great in that. Um, and and my old friend. I'm already starting to lose. <laughs> I'm already starting to lose time. Um, who am I thinking of? Gene Hackman. Sorry. Um, Coming to America, another one we used to watch over and over again when we were kids. Eddie Murphy again, Arsenio Hall. Um, <laughs> I remember we had seen the, the, the version where it's the bad language and all that. And uh, then one time we saw the 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 ITV version because ITV were great for censoring and putting out films there. And Myself and my brothers remember the 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 censored words over the the actual curses. So I think he says "scream" or "freeze you motherfucker," whatever it is. And the, in the censored version, he says "freeze you diseased rhinoceros pizzle." I I don't know why they would change it to that. Like, why would it not change it sort of easier? But we remember the 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 censored words instead of the actual curse words. It was more fun. Um, and what one uh, for that year, I watched this three times in in very close succession because it's like a soap opera in an hour and a half. It's called Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. It's by Pedro Almodovar. Uh, he'll come up a couple more times in the list. Spanish director, um, brilliant director. Um, one of my favorites, very camp and bright and uh, overly acted in places. And, and this film's, you know, the same. I do think it's his best film. But yeah, for this year, I would have that um, as the winner. 1989, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Sorry, Woody Allen again. Mystery t- Train, Jim Jarmusch again. Um, a, a kind of film told over three parts, um, three different stories. Uh, Roger and Me, which is the um, 
documentary by Michael Moore about his, his uh, uh, factory closing in his hometown in Flint. And he goes to to interview people about it and try to interview the, the, the bosses. As far as I can remember, it's been a while, but it's a great documentary. Glory about a, a black regiment in the uh, War of Independence, isn't it, in America? Is it? Is it? I think it is. And uh, Denzel Washington won his first Oscar for it, but it's really good, even though Matthew Broderick's in it. I know, money joking. Um, I don't have a thing for him. It's just the, it's just the, uh, the, uh, what's his face, Ferris Bueller. Um, my left foot, uh, I was thinking about this there today, actually. Um, is this one that stands up or it like, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is brilliant in the role, but does it stand up? Did we, did we respect it when we were kids or did we, are we, were we being mean about it? In the sense of, did we respect the fact that this man, Christy Brown, was able to produce such brilliant, you know, work with what he had, you know, just having the left foot? Or did, were we just dickheads when we were young and we tried to do the voice and mimic and stuff? I'd say we were just dickheads. Um, I need to watch it again. I have it in the room there. Um, and I probably watched it about 10 years ago. But like Daniel Day-Lewis is great in it. Um, uh, and also, I, I want to throw in their parenthood. My first, probably the first time I saw Joaquin Phoenix on film, one of my favorite actors, and there's all sorts of people in this county. Diane Weist, Steve Martin, uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, it's, it's brimming, uh, with talent and it's, it, it, I love it. We watched it when we were kids. Um, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Rick Moranis in it? I think he might be. Um, I mean, he was in all 80s films, so he must be. Uh, and the winner for 1989, Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee. Oh, if you haven't seen that, apparently it caused riots in cinemas. I, I, I don't believe those kind of stories, but it's great. It's brilliant. Um, nineteen ninety. Uh, there's only one winner for this, but if you don't know it, uh, I'll fill you in. Miller's Crossing is in there. Coen Brothers film again. Gabriel Byrne, brilliant. The Grifters. Um, again, I knew this. I love this film, but I couldn't tell you what it's about because it's been so long. But I know if I went back into it, I'd love it again. Life is Sweet, Mike Lee, so good. And Mike Lee is one of my favourites. He pops up a few times in this list. Misery, um, I mean, how can you not be afraid of of, of Kathy Bates in this film? I, we, again, we watched a lot when we, were, when we were young. Wild at Heart, David Lynch appears again. Something to do with Wizard, The Wizard of Oz, but I can't work it out. Um, um, but we've talked about it before on here. Um, but it's it's great. Uh, the winner is Goodfellas, obviously. Can you imagine at the Oscars, Dances with Wolves won over this? That's incredible. I'm not. I have nothing against Dances with Wolves. I think it's a very good achievement by Kevin Costner. Uh, but come on, uh, 1991, Barton Fink, Coen Brothers again. Imagine being on this hot of a streak. Uh, I love Barton Fink. It's so good. Uh, Terminator Two is in there. Yes, another action film. This these probably start to run out pretty soon. Um, those effects when we were. You know, watching this for the first time, we were whatever, 10, 12. Those effects were outrageous. And they still look great. Um, the remake of Cape Fear, very underrated film, Martin Scorsese. Um, Robert De Niro, absolute psychopath in it. Boys in the Hood, we watched it a lot when we were young. Uh, it is, it, it still stands up, co-written by uh, John Singleton and Ice Cube. We have uh, The Commitments, Roddy Doyle's novel, just great. And we loved, me and my brothers loved music. So it was like the perfect combination of a film about music and great music itself. Bugsy with Warren Beatty. There's a couple of scenes where he humiliates people in it and he's just a bastard. 
and it took me a while to to respect Warren Beatty after that, even though he was playing a part. But it's a true story. Um, Thelma, Thelma and Louise, uh, we all know this one. I don't need to go any further. It's great. Uh, the winner, Silence of the Lambs. It won everything that the Oscars deserve to. It's one of the greatest horror films, one of the greatest psychological films, some of the greatest acting of all time, directed beautifully by Jonathan Demme. Tin, tin, tin. I'm struggling. Jonathan Demme. Um, 1992, The Crying Game. Um, I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it. But if you've seen Ace Ventura and you've heard when the Crying Game song comes in, you might start to figure things out. Unforgiven, uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, Western, uh, beautiful in scope, uh, but Gene Hackman, bastard in it. Uh, Glengarry, Glen Ross, uh, which uh, the I have always taken ABC from it, always be closing. I love the fact that Jack Lemmon's character I don't watch The Simpsons. I hate when people refer to The Simpsons to me because I don't know what they're talking about. But I know that really the the um, the sales guy in that the real pathetic sales guy. I'm sure he based that a little bit on on Jack Lemmon's character from that film. Um, uh, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's a bastard in it. Um, uh, Al Pacino's great in it. Alan Alda's uh, not Alan Alda. I always mix them up. No, it uh, doesn't matter. It's great. Um, where am I? Where am I? Um. Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, I thought that was like an Irish film when I first uh, heard about, but it's it's not. Man Bites Dog. It's a Belgian crime film. Great. Uh, sorry, I don't have any names of the actors to reel off. Husbands and Wives. I know. Woody Allen again. The player, Robert Altman. Uh, Tim Robbins leads it, but it's packed full of stars like all um, Robert Altman's films are. Um, it's about uh, film. It's on a film based, set on a film lot as well. And it's it's cool. And there's some really cool uh, Easter eggs with regards to cameos in it as well. Um, Malcolm X, uh, Spike Lee's film about uh, Malcolm X, obviously starring Denzel Washington. Uh, there's a scene where the camera's pointing up at Denzel Washington, and he's walking down a street in in his suit. And obviously, they're working in a certain way where he's on a walk, he's on a walkway, a walk machine treadmill. Is that what they're called? And uh, it looks like he's floating. And it's the first time I've ever seen anyone use that technique. I've seen it since, but it was. Gorgeous and yeah, it's great. It's long, but it's great. Speaking of long film about a famous person, Chaplin, starring Robert Downey Jr. Another one where I don't know much about Robert Downey Jr. I've seen a few of his films, but uh, he's great in that. He's so good in that. Um, Romper Stomper, <laughs> probably my introduction to uh, Russell Crowe um, over there in Australia, being a racist thug uh, and with his gang. But the winner is Reservoir Dogs. It's my favorite. Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino film poster behind me and I don't know it's just great so well told I love the way it flicks in between scenes and stuff it's and the opening um, on the opening conversation is one of my favourite um, up there with like white men can't jump did I put that in any list if I didn't it should be did it come out in 92 I'll put that in that in 92 there white men can't jump as well sorry um but yeah, the opening conversations in that is great as well. 1993, Schindler's List. Uh, Spielberg is not a favourite of mine, but that's obviously a very important film. Groundhog Day, brilliant, funny, uh, clever. Naked by Mike Lee, where, um, what's his name? Twistle, Twistle, I can never remember, pronounce his name. He walked around the streets of London. Yeah, no, it's not. Doesn't matter. He basically walks around philosophising about the world and it's so good. And he's a prick as well. Um, the piano, which I already mentioned, Holly Hunter, um, another 
directed by another ter- terrible human being, Roman Polanski. No, it's not. Sorry, that's, I'm thinking of the pianist. That's my bad. Uh, Jane Campion directs that. Um, short, yeah, sorry, uh, True Romance, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Tony Scott, Ridley's brother. Um, the first appearance by Brad Pitt as a as a big stoner in that film. Um, in the name of the Father, we all know that over this side of the world. Uh, it's brilliant. Daniel Lewis is great. Uh, Pete Postlethwaite is great. Uh, three Colours Blue, which is a trilogy of coloured, three colours films, obviously. So it's one white, red, blue. I really like blue. And I've put that in here. Um, I can't pronounce the director's name and I really apologise for that. Um, and the winners is Shortcuts. Um, it is Robert Altman, once again, who I just mentioned doing the player. Shortcuts is another one where he stuffs loads and loads of characters in. Um, to to make a to to make a story, but Raymond Carver is the the writer. He took eight of his short stories, one of his poems, threw them all uh, into one film, and made those stories and tried to create a film. You know that melded together a little bit, and he did. Daniel Junior's in it as well, actually. Chris Penn's in it. Tim Robbins, uh, Julianne Moore. I could go on. I won't. Um, nineteen ninety four. Pulp Fiction, I mean, I suppose it'd be top of most people's list, but it's not top of mine. It is brilliant, though. I go back to it a good bit. Um, Clerks, um, Kevin Smith, uh, you know, independent, done very cheap, became very, very big, very quotable. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, I can't have a list of Dumb and Dumber. My my brothers and I were, were, were that's not the correct way of using the term, but my, myself and my brothers were... A f- such good big fans of Dumb and Dumb. We can quote it all. Um, quiz show. Martin Scorsese's in it. He didn't direct it though. Um, it's about a true story. Uh, sorry, it's a true story about um a, a, a dodgy uh, scam that went on uh, about a quiz show. Um, it's really good. Uh, John Turturro is in it. Uh, go and watch it. That's all I can say. It's 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 good. I think did Robert Redford direct it? I don't know why he's in my head again. Get out of there, Robert, handsome bastard. Um. Uh, but the winner is uh, The Shawshank Redemption. I saw it when it, you know, roughly after it came out and it's, it's you know, for a long time it was my favourite film. Now it has dropped down a fair bit, but it's still such a good film to dip in and out of. It's the, it's the, it's, it's so good. There's nothing bad to say about it. 1985, we have Seven. We all know Seven. Lots of murders. Um, Really good. The Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey, unfortunately, is in it. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, I love his character in it. Um, my screensaver on my phone is a is a picture of footsteps. And they are going crooked, 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 and then they straighten up. And I don't think anybody's copped on what it means yet. But someday, somebody will see that uh, screen and go, oh, usual suspects, is it? And that person will be my best friend for life. Um, heat, but... Uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in the same film Q Frenzy Le Hain, which is a French film uh, a crime film Vincent Cassel is great in that film it's a, it's dark as anything my friends in Dublin got me into that Kids again we'll talk about dark films Larry Clark uh, a director who makes disturbingly yeah disturbing films and this is one of them Um, but it's it's you know, it's it's good. Uh, to Die For, um, Nicole Kidman's in it, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, about a director, but to, uh, based on roughly based on a true story as well. Um, and it's about a director who's, a uh, weather forecaster who's seduce, who seduces a couple of guys and gets them to do something bad. 
Um, Gus Van Sant directed it. I was, that's why I was stalling there. I was trying to think who it was. 1996, we have Train Spotting, Scottish heroin bit film. Uh, Secrets of the Lies, maybe my favorite, no, my second favorite Mike Lee film. Uh, it took me years to see it and find it, and I found it, and I like, and I thought, Jesus, that was worth the wait. Hard Eight, which is Paul Thomas Anderson's first feature film, he'll pop up quite a lot in this list. Of, you know, um, uh, Pusher, which is a um, a Danish uh, crime film, there's a Pusher trilogy. They get steadily worse in quality, but the first Pusher is great. Um, it was the first. It was the films that brought us Mad Mickelson, um, Sling ba- Blade. Uh, which is about, um, or sorry, Billy Bob Thornton won an Oscar for screenplay for it. He also acts in it and he's excellent in it. And there's a family called Wheatley in it. And that the only two films I've ever heard that my surname in is Sling Blade and Napoleon Dynamite. They have Wheatley families in it. So there you go. Take that fact with you. Um, Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, a documentary which I'll mention again in the coming years, but it's a, it's a duck, it's a trilogy that is just insane. And it's the greatest, you know, kind of crime documentary I've ever seen. And they've made films since then. West, uh, West of Memphis was one which they made on the case. Um, and it's such a dark case, but it's, it's, it's crazy. One of those ones, you know, wrongfully convicted people and that. Um, bound by the Wachowskis, uh, it's, you know, they made the matrix after, but bound is their best film. Um, when We Were Kings, another documentary, this one about Muhammad Ali and Rumble in the Jungle. It's, uh, it, is it Spike Lee? I think it is. Um, Lone Star, which is a, set in Texas, and it's about these sheriffs. And I'm not going to go too much more into detail because I would get the facts wrong. But I know when I saw it on TV, I thought, that's a great film. Um, but the winner is Fargo. Um, Francis McDormand, McDormand wins her first Oscar, and rightly so. Uh, the Coen Brothers, uh, funny and cold, and yeah, it's 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 a very popular cult film, if you know what I mean. That doesn't make sense, but it's really popular and it's a cult at the same time. And um, nineteen ninety seven, Boogie Nights, Paul Thomas Anderson again. It's about the porn industry, and it's like Robert Altman where he just throws every star he can at and makes these incredible films. There's a party sequence in it where he follows in and out of the house and outside, and it's. So well done, you think you're just knocking around. Uh, Jackie Brown, Tarantino again. Probably lesser watched than the big ones like Pulp Fiction, but uh, equally as as good and and as important. Um, Just a different genre. Uh, Funny Games. Funny Games is the one, it's directed by Michael Haneke. It's the first film where where I saw, where I noticed that somebody breaks the fourth wall. They look at the viewer and they rewind the film. While you're watching the film, they rewind to do it over. That's madness. I've never seen it before. Um, I've seen some people do try to do it since, but never like this. Um, we've got uh, The Sweet Hereafter, which is uh, Atom Egerwin. I always get his name wrong, but it's uh, about the after effects of a bus, bus crash which school kids are killed in. And as you can imagine, it's Dark Cube, which you only saw in the last couple of years. And it's... it's it's about people who are going to die if they don't get out of this puzzle game. And it's it's obviously it's a horror, but it's good. Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. Um, can you be in love with a, someone who's basically an assassin? Uh, and Neil by Mouth. Um, 
God, how do you how do you describe this film? Um, Ray uh, Winston's in it, and it's very difficult to watch. Probably the one of the hardest films to watch on this whole list. The winner goes to the Ice Storm, which myself and my brothers loved. Um, and uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it, and Christina Ricci and Elijah Wood, and ah, it's it's set around the time uh, basically an ice storm, obviously. But oh, this is the first time I ever saw adults throwing keys in a bowl. And I was like, what's going on there? And I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. Um, 1998, Rushmore, uh, which is um, Wes Anderson's first appearance in the list. Uh, American History X, um, the bit where Edward Norton does the curbing, is it called curbing? Is that right? Have you seen it? That's a hard bit to watch. Uh, the Thin Red Line is war all about philosophy or is philosophy all about war? That's what I got from it. Um, no, I just made that up. But but it's very talky for a war film, but it's really good. Um, Buffalo 66. I've been forever stained by Buffalo 66, where Christina Ricci really has to go to the toilet at the beginning of this film. And her partner in it, what's her partner's name in it? He directed it as well. Ah, oh, Jesus. Vincent Galo. Galio. Um, he won't let her. And while I'm watching it, and I watched it again not so long ago. I felt I had to go to the toilet and he wouldn't let her. Um, Angelica Houston's in it as well. Actually, it's really good. Happiness, Todd Solins. Uh, please don't don't watch this. Uh, don't don't let me be the one that recommended this film. Um, Festin again. It's a it's a Danish film about secrets at a at a birthday party for a lot of people, and it, the tension is great. Um, out of sight. George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez in a car boot together. Um, what more do you need? Uh, Ring, the original Japanese horror film. Terrifying. A Simple Plan, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, again, plays kind of a... Is he an idiot? I don't know if he's an idiot or not. But uh, they they um, they find a plane with loads of money in it and then they have to, the moral conundrum of what to do. Hang on for one second. Sorry, I just don't want to blow my nose in front of you. Um, uh, Affliction, where uh, Nick, um, no, is it? Is it Nolte? Yeah, I think it is Nolte. And his father, you know, the son-father thing. Um, Jack Palance, no, who's it? <laughs> I wish I brought my phone with me because then I could Google this stuff. But it's good. The Truman Show, we've probably all seen it, but it's very um, unique. And good. He got game as an underrated Spike Lee film, Denzel's there. Um, one of my favorite music documentaries, Meeting People is Easy. It's about Radiohead and it's about trying not people trying not to meet people, basically. Um uh, the winner is the Big Lebowski. I go back to my friends Maca, Bones and Welly, and I smoke some weed and we watch uh, the Big Lebowski over and over again and we just love it. And there's so much so many references and quotes. So it reminds me of my friends. So that, what more can you ask for? 1999, being John Malkovich, strange, but brilliantly strange. Um, <laughs> the fact that John Malkovich, like, allowed this to happen. And then he, like, he stars and obviously as well, but it's like, was it always being John Malkovich or did he have someone else, another actor there and he called it that? And then John Malkovich auditioned or what was it? What was the, what was the birth of this film? Um, but it's, yeah. Magnolia, Paul Thomas Anderson, sprawling, sprawling Robert Altman esque. I feel bad because uh, I told Joanne this is my favourite of the year, but it's not. I thought it was the one I put a line under. It isn't. You will find out in a minute. All About My Mother, 
Pedro Almodovar again, audition a Japanese film where there's a there's a scene where there's some pins used and uh, mm, um, office space. Imagine because like, it was it was built this it's a Mike a Mike Mike Judge uh, film and it's built as this like don't we all work here? But imagine we did the stuff that the boys get up to and the shit that that that, that goes wrong. Um, uh, really good. The Insider with Al Pacino and Russell Crowe. Um, very much a uh, paranoia, uh, parallax view kind of Warren Beatty style film. Um, Election, uh, which stars Reese Witherspoon and again Matthew Broderick's back, but that's really good, really good film. Um, it's directed by Alexander Payne, who's done some great stuff since. That's probably his best. Uh, Ratcatcher, Scottish film with Lynn Ramsey, uh, the director, who's going to pop up again a couple of uh, times in this list. Um, it's dark and grim and set in a council estate in in Scotland, but it, it's it's real life. It's kitchen sink stuff, you know. Man on the Moon, where Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman. Uh, I really like it. I do. Three Kings. Um, who's that by? That's by. Um, he's in the video. Flat 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 boy Slim's video for Praise You. Spike Jones. Spike Jones, yeah, he made that with Three Kings, with George Clooney and Ice Cube and Mark Wahlberg, um, set in the Iraq War. American Movie, a, do- a documentary about these dudes who are trying to make a movie all their lives, and he goes back and wants to remake it, and it's it's funny. It's unintentionally funny at times, but it's funny. Summer of Sam, uh, true story, Spike Lee, uh, about the murder in California, or San Francisco. Anyway, The Sixth Sense, one of the great horror films of all time, but the winner, and arguably the greatest indie horror film of all time, The Blair Witch Project. I picked it over Magnolia because it, it, it I, I saw it on my own in the States. The The way they decided to make it and and put it out there and market it, it's, it's, to me, it's it's brilliant. Um, and it's scary. And there's no way this episode is going to be an hour long. I just looked at it. I'm only on 2000. I have a lot of years left. Uh, 2000, we have Memento. Uh, watch it on rewind, and you'll see it in fa- you'll see it in the normal way. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's um it's a film that um goes in reverse, basically is what I'm saying. But it's great. Uh, Re- Requiem for a Dream, which was mentioned in this podcast before, is one of the somebody's worst film. Was it Martin Hickey you said it was one of the first worst films he's ever seen? That's a remarkable statement. Sexy Beast, um, uh, Sir Ben Kinsley, I think if you want to call him Sir. Plays, uh, oh, he's so good now. Uh, Ray Winston's in it as well. Best in show, uh, mockumentary. Christopher Guest uh, from Spinal Tap is uh, the man behind this one. You Can Count on Me, a very independent uh, family. Um, what's the dude who's in it? Who's Laura Linney's in it and her brother in it is Mark Ruffalo. Um, I, but it's, I think one of the Culkins is the, is the young boy in it. It's good. Wonder Wonder Boys is another one that's kind of uh, Michael Douglas is in it, and it's uh, it's based on a Michael Chabon uh, novel, and uh, it's it's good. It's funny. Toby Maguire is in it. He's quite good in it. Um, Amoris Piros. Uh, that's uh, Gonzalo Inihertu, uh made this before he made things like uh, The Revenant and Birdman and stuff like that. This is uh, set in Mexico, uh, and a lot of things happen in the film. It jumps around a bit, but it's 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 fantastic. The Filth and the Fury, um, a film about a documentary about the Sex Pistols by Julian Temple. Uh, Paradise Lost Two Revelations. That's obviously the follow up to what I was talking about in nineteen ninety six. The winner of this one is High Fidelity, 
mainly because music means a lot to me, um, but also because John Cusack is great. Uh, but Jack Black in High Fidelity is is as such a role. It's perfect. It's made for some for Jack Black, and it's I love it. And I even got some tips for music from it. Two thousand one, we have Mulholland Drive. David Lynch just being wacko again. It's often listed as one of the greatest films of the two thousands, and you know I don't get it all, but I get most of it, and I I enjoy it. And um, the piano teacher Michael Haneke appears again. He's kind of a demented sort of kind of a dark. Um, kind of a, an Austrian, an Austrian David Lynch, a little with a bit more darkness, but um, it's good. Uh, there's a bit in the end though where I kind of, uh, um, <laughs> Gosford Park, Robert Altman, uh, does does Downton Abbey before you know? Although it's the guy who wrote Downton Abbey who wrote the script, so it's it's understandable that he grew up that way. But it's um. Again, stuffed with uh, all the actors of 2001, you could imagine. In the Bedroom, another one where a marriage and a, and a parents and all those things combined to be dodgy. Um, Training Day, Denzel Washington, you know, that that closing monologue is, is great. Uh, e tu Mama Tambien, I'm sorry to the Spanish speakers who listen to this. Apparently, Venezuela is the second, is there's more people, or sorry, Venezuela is the second on our list for the most listens on YouTube. How has that happened? Hello, Venezuela. Sorry for pronouncing that film wrong, but that's a really good film too. You should go and watch that. It's about two young fellows who are madly in love with this woman they go traveling with and they're, you know, what happens? Things things happen. Um, Bamboozled then with Spike Lee. It's, um, it's as a white person, it's, it's a strange film to watch because where do we laugh and should we be laughing? And maybe that's the whole point. Um, or maybe he just made it for black people and they're, you know, they can understand it better and they can definitely laugh at it. It's obviously a satire as well. Um, but the winner is the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, Wes Anderson triumphs. I saw it in the States on a double bill um, with my mom and my girlfriend at the time uh, with Gladiator and I hated Gladiator and I loved the Royal Tenenbaums. So that's where I'm at. So you, if you, do, if you, people who know me, they're not going to be surprised by that though. Um, 2002, we have Adaptation. Uh, possibly my favorite is Kaufman, uh, who made it. Um, he he wrote it with about himself and his brother Donald, and that's what they're 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 called. What's his first name? Charlie and Donald. And when you look at the the Oscars, um, adapt the screenplay is a uh, nomination is awarded to Donald and Charlie. There's no such person as Donald. It was made up for the film, but I like it. I like the way it's done. But Nicolas Cage plays them both, and he's so good. In it. Punch Drunk Love, Paul Thomas Anderson appears again, making Adam Sandler watchable, which is, you know, in itself is a task. Um, Talk to Her is Pedro Almodovar again. Bowling, uh, sorry, uh, Far From Heaven, which is um, Julianne Moore. It's it's a copy or it's a it's a takeoff on um, All That Heaven Allows, the the older film All That Heaven Allows. And it's it's kind of shot in the 50s style and the, you know, the well, the costumes are 50s. It's. It's really nice, but it's about Julianne Moore falling for a black gardener. And obviously that is not at the time would not be allowed. And uh, it's a it's a love story, obviously. Um, Morvan Keller, where uh, Lynn Ramsey appears again, this time uh, bringing Samantha Morton to our screens. Uh, about, yeah, a, a, a girl who, who does a bad thing and disappears. And you kind of as you're watching her, you're thinking, does she remember she did a bad thing? I don't know. Um. Uh, the Lord of the Rings Two Towers. A lot of people will be surprised that that's in there. The other two didn't get in, but this was did leave a mark on me. That Battle of Helm's Deep is is is, yeah, it's great. Um, and Insomnia with Dustin. Oh, Dustin, who was it? 
uh, it's like I'm talking to someone. Who 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 was it? Um, yeah, sorry, insomnia with uh, Robert. Uh, no, Al Pacino. <laughs> Jesus, Al Pacino and Robin Williams is the villain, and he's actually very good. Um, uh, it, it's a remake, by the way, of a, of a Scandinavian film. I can't quite remember if it's Swedish or Danish, probably Norwegian. Um, uh, but the winner, sorry, is Bowling for Columbine, a really important film by Michael Moore. It's a tough watch. Um, I like Marilyn Manson's um, interview on it. It's very, very sensible. Um, 2003, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Um, it's way better than its uh, sequel. Mystic River, very, very dark, Clint Eastwood, but Sean Penn is great. Now, I know people don't like, like him anymore, but he's great. Now, American Splendor, a very another film where I, my friend Bones recommended it to me and, he, and Paul Giamatti's in it and he just walks off the set sometimes and you the camera goes with him. And he's just off the set talking to the guy who plays him. Who, sorry, who he's playing in the film, who's a, a, a cartoonist. It's 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 great. It's weird, but it's great. Um, the Corporation, which is a, a documentary about greed and capitalism. Capturing the Freedmans, which is a, unfortunately is a documentary about um, uh, child predators. But um, it's it's really captivating stuff. But obviously, you really want to kick the shit out of the, the people in it. Uh, Dogville, one of the first films I've seen where the set is not there. It's just chalk lines and a floor of different things like houses and stuff. So there's nothing to walk through. And um, Lars von Trier made it, didn't he? I think Nicole Kidman's in it. It's really good. But the winner's Old Boy. If you haven't seen Old Boy, sort yourself out. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the remake by Spike Lee because that's rubbish. I'm talking about the original Old Boy, um, Korean uh, the the fight in the hallway with the hammer and just the people coming at him and the the octopus trying to eat him oh god it's great um 2004 uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind jim carrey goes serious but in a very very good way uh downfall where um bruno grass plays um hitler yeah it's you know um sideways very funny paul giamatti film where he just he really does not want to drink merlot um primer is a film where the first five minutes you don't know what anyone's talking about because they're speaking in very unscientific ways and most of it is probably just thin air because it, you know you, you don't really get a lot of the film but it's really good to be along for the ride vera drake uh what's her name i can never oh staunton St- yeah vera no <laughs> her name's vera in it um yeah, go and watch it. She's she she's helping young women uh, in the forties or fifties um, to have uh, abortions, and uh, it kind of catches up with her. Imelda Staunton, is it? Yeah. Um, but the winner is one of my favorite British films of all time, Dead Man's Shoes. One of my favorite films of all time. Paddy Considine plays a a, um, a returning soldier to a town where his brother was picked on and he wants some revenge for it. Uh, there's a scene where he's standing on the side of the road and the car pulls over the boss of the, the gang. Um, and you think it's only a kick off, but Paddy Constantine, it's the way he dismisses him. It's just, it's so good. And the tension. 2005, uh, No Direction Home, Bob Dylan, a film by Martin Scorsese about um, Bob Dylan in the 60s. Uh, documentary, it's great. Uh, the Squid and the Whale, where uh, where a young Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg decides to uh, rip off Hey You by Pink Floyd and present it at his own at a concert, at like a, a school hall, and thinking he's not going to get caught. Youth. Um, a History of Violence, Viggo Mortensen. Um, Grizzly Man, the documentary where, yeah, he this man thinks he's one of the bears. 
excuse me, uh, Brick, uh, the first time I saw, um, what's his name? He did a Star Wars film. Oh, God, don't do this to me. Um, ra- 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 uh, it doesn't really matter, but it's, he, he, it's his first d- uh, direction. If I come back to it in a second, I will. Um, but uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it, and it's kind of a detective story, story based within a school, and it's it's really good. Uh, my friend Jer, who I thank at the end of every episode, recommended this to me. Um, uh, the documentary "The Devil and Daniel Johnson." Daniel Johnston was a, a musician, um, a very uh, strange and alternative musician, but one nonetheless, and. He, uh, you know, he got famous after, you know, Kirk Cobain wore one of his T-shirts. Uh, uh, he, but he had a lot of mental health issues. And it's a, it's a very interesting documentary. And I don't own a copy and I really want to get a copy. Do you have one? Um, Junebug, by, um, sorry, uh, Amy Adams is in this one. Um, really good. She's very simple in it, but it's uh, she's so well. It's so well done. She was nominated for an Oscar for it. Enron, the smartest guys in the room. I didn't know anything about Enron when I watched this. Um, and I loved it so much. I actually bought the book that it's base from and I read that and I thought these bastards um, oh, I, thought, I nearly had his name Brick Ryan Johnson why couldn't I think of it Ryan Johnson um, but the film that wins it Brokeback Mountain it's every, everybody in it is really really great obviously uh, Ang Lee's direction is really really great every, the score the cinematography you know the, the novel it's based off uh, it's it's just great and I remember at the time all the focus was on the fact that it was about two gay cowboys and it was like, just don't take away from it. Um, 2006, Children of Men, there's a, there's a scene in that where it's a one-take shot. Um, uh, uh, Curran uh, made it. Um, I can't remember his first name, but he did Gravity in that. And there's a single shot take where they run through uh, kind of a war zone. It's amazing. Volver, again, Pedro Almodovar, which is Muse, um, Penelope Cruz. Half Nelson, Ryan, it's the first time I saw, I have a little picture of that up on my wall up there, but it's the first time I saw Ryan Gosling. He plays a, a drug addict teacher in it. It's uh, it's good. Uh, Borat, we all know about Borat, don't we? I mean, it's one of the great comedies. Uh, little Children, which uh, is a novel, and I've read it, and it's a, go- it's a really good novel, and it was really well made as a film, and Kate Winslet is great, and so is the guy who I never remember his name, but I know he played in the remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, he played Freddy Krueger. And he's quite a quite a, a distinctive looking gentleman. And he's a, plays a, a pedophile in this. And it's, yeah, he you know, it suits him. Red Road, another uh, a British film, Scottish film. Really great, uh, dark, but um, I it was one of those surprise ones, which I didn't expect much from, and I got a lot. But uh, British Film wins this one again. It's uh, This Is England, uh, about kids in the 80s, bored and looking for guidance and unfortunately falling into the hands of horrible, horrible people and racism. Uh, 2017, No Country for All Men. That did win the Oscar. I know that. Didn't win my Oscar, but it's a fantastic film. Uh, Zodiac, again. We still haven't found him. Into the Wild, uh, the, the kind of a long, long decline into debt. Uh, true story, very sad. The the assassination of Jesse James. Did I even write that down right? The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. No need for this long of a title, but it, I, I probably liked it more than most. Four months, three weeks, two days. It's a Romanian drama about um, a, a lady who goes off to get an abortion in the city and it's a really tough watch, but it's 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 a really really well made film, really worth your time. Um, 
Oh, Control, a film about Ian Curtis um, by of Joy Division. I loved it. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of my favourite actors of all time. Um, you, The Living, which is the first one I saw by um, um, Swedish director Roy Anderson, who made some mad films. But it, this is was kind of one of his funnier ones, I think. And then The Savages with Laurie Linney and, and again, Philip Seymour Hoffman, about t- a brother and sister kind of getting through shit together. Uh, but the winner is There Will Be Blood. It's um, my second favourite film of all time, so I don't need to go into it anymore. Uh, 2008, you'll be surprised to hear there's a superhero movie in here, The Dark Knight. Um, it's it's more than a superhero movie, I suppose. Uh, Let the Right One In, the original Swedish version, Dark as Anything, Vampires, excellent. Milk, about Harvey Milk, uh, shot by a, a very jealous man. Um, Slumdown Millionaire, saw in the cinema with some friends. I was introduced to MIA, MIA's Paper Planes, the song, and uh, I love it. And she's got more records than... It's, I, I got a crossword puddle, puzzle about this with uh, MIA's got more records than who. And I had to recite the lyrics. And there's a line in it, which I love, which as she says, I've got more records than the KGB. So that was the answer. Um, lost track. Sorry. The Hurt Locker, uh, a big winner at the Oscars that year. Um, it's, yeah, it's a really good war film. Um, in Bruges, very funny. Um, dark as well. A very fine balance um, to pull off. Uh, speaking of a fine balance, and this wasn't planned, but that's quite a good choke and segue into Man on Wire. If you haven't seen that about the French dude in 1974, he, he crossed between the Twin Towers uh, on a on a tightrope. Um, it's good. Revolutionary Road. People didn't like this. I thought it was great. Michael Shannon's in it and he's really good in it and I'd never seen him before. Um, Baghead's a horror film about a guy with a bag on his head, but it's actually, again, you know, uh, it won't be for everyone, but that's okay. Uh, Greta Gerwig's in it, and she's done so many great things recently, including Barbie. Um, the Visitor, my, myself and my mom really like this film. Um, Richard, uh, here we go. Sometimes there's just too much. <laughs> for, there's, there's too much on these lists for me. Um, Jenkins, Richard Jenkins. I, I always get it, but I hate that pause that because you get a bit panicky knowing that you're being recorded Richard Jenkins in it and he goes back to his apartment and he finds two um, African uh, refugees in it and then it becomes a kind of a strange balancing act of does he kick them out or does he keep them and it's a really beautiful film um, The Wrestler Mickey Rourke who I always called Mickey Rooney for some reason um, plays a wrestler Frozen River where uh, Melissa Leo kind of in a, a deranged kind of role where she tries to um, uh, transport people across a frozen river from Canada to, to America. You should watch this though, because this is really interesting and it's very, it's very educational on some of the Indian. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Native American laws, and I, I, I really enjoyed it for that. Rachel getting married. Jonathan Demi's done some mad, like he he did stop making sense. Then he did, um, Science of the Lambs. Then he did Rachel getting married. But um, it's really this is a good film though. It's a very sweet film. Uh, but the winner is another British film, Happy Go Lucky, just because Sally Hawkins was like so annoying, but so sweet. And she's, yeah, it's a mighty film. Uh, she's so good. And I, lo- I love her. I, I think I'm in love with her, actually. 2009, A Serious Man. I saw in the cinema. Some people walked out of it. Imagine uh, Coen Brothers film. Um, slightly different than their usual stuff, but I, I really enjoyed it. Inglorious Bastards. We all know that. Quentin Tarantino. The White Ribbon, Michael Haneke is back and he's doing some weird stuff again, people. Um, 
dark as well, but it's good. Um, the Messenger, Woody Harrelson, and uh, I always call him. Um, I always get his name mixed up. Um, I'm not going to try and remember it now because I won't. Ben Foster's his name. Yes, I remembered it. Uh, they play two uh, army officers who have to inform the people who are still alive of the departed in war uh, situations, which imagine that job. Um, the informant with uh, Matt uh, Damon, who's so funny in it. It shouldn't be as funny as it is, really. Um, Goodbye Solo, about a tra- taxi driver bringing a man to what he hopes to be his last ever destination. Um, and, uh, you know, the driver starts to find out about it and things happen. A conversation takes place. The Road, based on Cormac McCarthy's novel, uh, they did a great job of this. It shouldn't be as good as it is because the novel is like perfection. Um, In the Loop, if people haven't seen the thick of it, the TV show, um, go and watch it and then go and watch In the Loop. Um, it's very funny. It's very aggressive. I love it. Fish Tank. Um, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender was introduced uh, to me in this film. Um, it's really good about a council estate in, in England. Sorry if I don't know the counties and the cities and all these places. I can't know everything. All right. Um, the House of the Devil, a horror film with Greta Gerwig playing a, a supporting role in it. But this shouldn't be good either. But it's good. Um, the Cove, a documentary about uh, fishing and in. I should say, bad fishing in Japan, uh, where they're fishing for dolphins. Um, the Secrets in Their Eyes, which won the best foreign language picture that year, I think. And it's an Argentinian film. They made it. Don't watch the remake, but this is really good. The winner is Dogtooth, the strangest and most, uh, the strangest and best film I've seen at a, at a cinema. I went with my friend Bones uh, to Smithfield, uh, the cinema in Smithfield there, the lighthouse. We had nothing, no idea of what it was going in. And it is bonkers. I'm not even going to try and describe to you what it's about. It's a Greek film, but it, I'm, uh, this director will come up again later on. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos is his name. He's kind of gone into the English language stuff now, but it's bizarre. 2010, uh, Black Swan, big Oscar player, really good. Saw in the cinema, actually. Social Network uh, about Facebook. Submarine, a British film where, um, yeah, there's so, <laughs> there's, uh, the, the British make these kind of, Films the best, those kind of whack jobs, like to let, like Richard Ayoade directed it, and then kind of you can see his sense of humor in it a lot. And I love when the British make these films. Beginners, where Michael, or sorry, um, Christopher Plummer um, won an Oscar for it. Um, Ewan McGregor's in it. It's a, a dad pass, uh, dying and a, and a son trying to be by his side. Exit through the gift shop. If you haven't watched it, it's a documentary about Banksy. Really interesting. Um, another year. Um, a. a, a Another uh, Mike Lee one where, or is it, I keep saying Mike Lee, it's not all, all these people, I keep saying Mike Lee and they're not all Mike Lee films, this one is, but Ken Loach was some of these films and I said Mike Lee, I apologise, I'll get it right the next time because Ken Loach just come up again. Um, Another year, it's, yeah, it's great, Um, set over four months, or 12 months or uh, four time piece, uh, sequences. Um, Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling and Michelle. That's a devastating film though, isn't it? Michelle Williams is in it. Um, excuse me. It's a devastating film because it's about when you fall in love and then when you fall out of love and we've all been there and it's very sad. Uh, Weekend, uh, a gay one night stand romance um, beautifully told with an ending that'll make you definitely, actually I've skipped a year, what am I talking about? Four Lions, a British film uh, Christopher Morris is one of me and my brother's favourite comedians and writers and he made Four Lions about these 
for young English lads um, who want to blow up the, the London Marathon and uh, shouldn't be funny but it is uh, Senna uh, a documentary about Formula 1 which I couldn't give a shit about really but it's so well made uh, the winner is I'm Still Here a documentary where Wacky Phoenix pretends he's going to become a rap singer a rapper and it's it's you know he appears on Letterman and he doesn't talk on it and then he goes fully into the role and you're you're like um but is he doing this or is he uh, you're you're kind of in and out thinking it's going to happen or it's not going to happen but there's more to it there's a lot to it but he's very good in the role 2011 drive ryan gosling's in it uh we all know drive i think melancholia about it's it's a really good uh film about mental health actually and depression and uh, um kirsten stewart not kirsten stewart kristen Chris it doesn't it, it it doesn't matter obviously who's in it. Um uh, she's around so long. She was in Virgin Suicides and she was in Interview with a Vampire. You know who I'm talking about now. But she's plays the, the lead role in it. Um The Tree of Life, Terrence Malick film. A lot of people didn't like this, but I actually thought it was amazing. And I thought it was some of the stuff in the middle from, you know, showing from the start of the universe to now was just, you know, unbelievable. Um uh, we need to talk about Kevin, based on a novel. Uh, a great film about, is our son a psychopath or is he not? And yeah, maybe he is. And uh, Leon Shriver is the is the writer. The, the But um, um, Ezra Miller plays it. He turns out to be, in real life, a bit of a psycho. But um, he plays Kevin and Tilda Swinton plays the mother. Take Shelter, Michael Shannon. Um, is he paranoid or are they after him? Uh, the film Martha Marcy May Marlene about a cult, a very good film too. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, week, uh, sorry, this is Weekend, which I talked about a second ago. Tyrannosaur, a very, very dark uh, British film about domestic abuse. This time directed by Paddy Considine, actually, um, starring Olivia Coleman before she kind of exploded into into you know her her orbits. Uh, and Paradise Lost Three Purgatory is uh, the third part of that film. I love it so much. I put all three parts in it. The winner is a separation. It's um, it's a film uh, about a separate a couple separating in Iran and all the complications of that. You know, it's different, obviously, to our system. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's like a thriller. It's very very um, engrossing. Two thousand twelve, Django Unchained, uh, Tarantino again, Looper with uh, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, again, Ryan Johnson directs this one. End of Watch, a police film about you know the the police being shown on camera and what what's going on. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, and I probably need to watch this again because I enjoyed it so much and I never went back to it for some reason. Um, Seven Psychopaths with our very own Colin Farrell, who's really good, but probably Sam Rockwell steals the show in it. Isn't Christopher Walken in that as well? I'm pretty sure he is. Um, Sightseers about a couple who. They're basically going around on a murderous rampage in a funny way, like going to visit a pencil factory or a pencil museum, I should say. And it's very odd. And a dog dies at the start and people aren't going to hear that. But it's a really weird way that it happens. Um, but it's a comedy um, by Ben Wheatley. Speaking of Wheatleys. Um, Mud, fellow Matthew McConaughey. Again, I need to go back to this, but I know I enjoyed it at the time. Francis Ha. Um, uh, uh, Greta Gerwig in it with her husband Noah Baumbach, who directed it, and they they've made Barbie recently. But um, Admiral Halsey, Admiral Halsey, 
um, by Paul McCartney's in this film, so it gets a thumbs up. Room 237, the best conspiratorial documentary of all time about uh, The Shining by Stanley Kubrick and how it's all about uh, Native American genocide and space travel, apparently. Um, The Hunt, a Danish film, Mad Mickelson, uh, is he a paedophile? Is he not? And there's whispers that go around and how it can, you know, even if it isn't true, how can end someone's um, social life in general? Well, their life, I suppose. Um, the Act of Killing, which is about um, the regime in Cambodia. And uh, it, it's it's mad because it's a British director and he goes and he interviews the people who committed the crimes and, and kill the people. And he gets them to reenact it. And some of them are loving the tension and showing, oh, this is how I kill them. And then others, there's almost one, there's one scene where a guy, he almost like has some sort of, as if he has some sort of self exorcism or something, where he, he's almost trying to get something out of his body. Like he's not trying to get sick or something, but something different. It's, 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 it's a great watch. He did do a follow up on it. I can't remember the name. I think it was, uh, I'll remember. And Searching for Sugarman, which won Best Documentary that year about a, a guy they, in South Africa. He was amazingly lauded singer and he disappeared. Rodriguez is his name. And if you listen to the song Searching for Sugarman, it's so good. But the winner is The Master. The Master wins because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. But because the scene when Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and, and Joaquin Phoenix sit across from each other and they do this thing with the auditing thing that happens in Scientology and they have this interview where they're talking for about 10 minutes and it's the greatest two piece of acting of all time I'm, and I don't say that lightly 2013 we have her um, Spike Jones, uh, Phillips, uh, Phoenix River Phoenix again nope um, um, Whacking Phoenix uh, The Wolf of Wall Street Scorsese again this time with DiCaprio 12 Years a Slave really important film um, really great film Steve McQueen uh, not that one Gravity, who I meant, Quaron, uh, who made it, and it was really big. And Sandra Bullock is in it, unfortunately, but like she's good in it. Inside Llewellyn Davis, which is Cohen's again. We've got Blue Jasmine, unfortunately, it's Woody Allen, but I'm, it's really only there because, um, um, what's her name? Oh God, um, Under the Skin. Uh, what's her name? Jo- Johansson. Uh, it's it's weird. And by the way, that's really weird. I should say. Um, Lock, which is my favorite Tom Hardy film, so you should go and watch that. Blackfish documentary about um orcas in Disney or not Disney in um the the water parks in in Florida. I'm just giving up and trying to remember things now. Um, Blue Ruin, a film about revenge. Fruitville Station, a true story about a young black man killed in a in a in a station in in the states, obviously. And what goes on around it, and the lives that those ha- they, that they have, and a film called The East, which is um, a film about cult and people trying to um, get in with the cult to try and report on them, and it's yeah, it doesn't go to plan as you get. Cape uh, Blanchett is in Blue Jasmine. That's who I was thinking of. But the winners, uh, probably people would be surprised with this. But Prisoners, we've all probably all seen it because it was very popular at the time. I think it's great. I think it's very watchable and it's very, it's obviously very dark, but there's a couple of twists and turns you don't expect. And it ends with Codex by Radiohead playing on a stereo. Uh, 2014, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson. Boyhood, which took 15 years to make, and that's enough to put it in the list. Whiplash, about music, of course. Um, I'm trying to speed up, I'm sorry. Gone Girl uh, by David Fincher. I saw that in the cinema. Um, Nightcrawler, again, that was really like something like Taxi Driver. Inherent Vice, again, Paul Thomas Anderson, every film he does is in there. Leviathan, it's a uh, it's a Russian film about uh, a kind of um, 
uh, an investigation uh, and it's great. It follows one of my favourite horror films of the recent years. Also, The Babadook, one of my favourites in there as well. Citizen Four about uh, the dude, um, Edward Snowden. The cameras are with him. And Laura, I think it's Laura Petraeus who Petraeus who um, who directed it. It's it's a really an espionage kind of uh, documentary. What We Do in the Shadows, a really funny film about vampires. I don't care what my friend says. He saw it and was like, what's this? I don't like this. <laughs> they don't sound like that. Um, Frank, where Michael Fassbender hides in a in a paper mache head uh, head for the whole film. Calvary, Brendan Gleeson, really good. Again, dark, funny. Um, Selma, um, about the marches and civil rights marches in Selma. Ex Machina, a film about, well, Oscar Isaac is in it and he's trying to make robots come to life and uh, poor old Don Gleeson finds out a lot. Uh, Dear White People, don't watch the TV series, just watch the film. Um, Winter Sleep, a long, long Turkish film. It's really good though, but you probably look at the back and see three hours and not watch it. Uh, the winner is Birdman. We we all know it. We don't all love it, but I think it's great. Um, 2015, we have Carol. Kent Blanchett pops up again. Mad Max Fury Road. I get, yeah, another action film, I'd say. That's fair enough. It's in there. Son of Saul, uh, an important film about um, uh, World War Two and uh, death camps um, and what people will do, obviously, to try and get out of there. Tangerine, shot on an iPhone. Still incredible. Spotlight won the best picture that year. Um, Michael Keaton, we know all that. We've all seen it. These are kind of films. I get into these films now where people have probably seen most of them. Steve Jobs, I really liked it. Saw in the cinema on my own. Most of these films I saw on my own in the cinema. Love and Mercy uh, about, well, about the Beach Boys, but mostly about Brian Wilson. And it's split into two parts. And I just love Paul Dano's representation of as the young Brian Wilson. Uh, John Cusack is really good as the older, but Paul Dano in particular is pr- pretty uh, tremendous. Straight out of Compton, uh, about NWA, probably, I think most rap fans would have seen it, but it's it's more people should watch it. The Lobster, this is our friend Jorgos Lanthimos who made Dogtooth. It's a read. It's, I'm not going to tell you the storyline because you won't watch it then. You should just go and watch it. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it. Victoria, the first film I saw that was done on one take from start to finish. I do not know how they did it. It's amazing. The Revenant, I saw in the cinema with my mom actually, and I thought it was incredibly well shot. Um, I don't know how well it holds up, I haven't gone back. But the winner for this year is uh, the documentary, I think it's on Netflix. It's called What Happened Miss Simone? It's about Nina Simone. Just go watch it. Just She's she's amazing. It doesn't really matter. Even if it was badly shot and badly recorded, it'd still be my favourite. 2016, La La Land, we've all seen it. Arrival, probably all seen it with Amy Adams and the aliens arriving and those amazing soundscapes in the film. Now we have Ken Loach. I'm not going to put this, you know, you've had enough films now. This is definitely Ken Loach who made this. And it's, uh, I, Daniel Blake, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, Britain and how people need, you know, these aren't handouts. These are ways of helping people. And um, there's a scene in a food bank, which has broke my heart. Like, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough watch, but it's, it's, it's kind of, you should be watching it. Um, Manchester by the Sea. I thought Casey Affleck was really, really great. Now. Uh, Wiener, the documentary um, <laughs> about the politician who sends his, unfortunately, Wiener, but his name is Wiener, but he does send pictures of his Wiener as well. So it's kind of a double entendre, if you if you will. Um, Heather Highwater. I love this when it came out when I saw it. I haven't watched it in a while, but I should because it's great. 
the salesman, which is the same guy who made uh, Fardy, is his name, is his second name. He's the same guy who made um, the separation, which won for a few years back. Um, I, I, I think this is a great film too. Not quite the separation, but it's it's great. Christine, based on the the, the true life story of Christine Chubbuck, who, who took her own life on live TV, which is obviously very sad, but it's it's really well made and sympathetically made. Um, uh, uh, I am not your Negro, which is a, uh, based on the works of um, William Baldwin, the writer. It's a great, obviously, a great documentary. Uh, OJ Made in America. It's an eight-hour documentary. I, you know, cut up, cut up into parts. So it might be a TV show, but it's it's incredible piece of work um, about everything that's going on at the time. And the winner is Moonlight. I saw Moonlight uh, before. I saw my man, but I saw it before that too. And I saw it up in Dublin in the cinema. And it's it's gorgeous. 2017, we're getting there. We're nearly there. Just hang in with me, all right? Um, call me by call me by your name. Uh, what's his name? Timothy Chalamet came out of that. Good time. Um, the guy Robert Pattinson, Lady Bird, were our very own. I'm I'm actually forgetting names out. That's mad, isn't it? How long you can talk for and then you start to start to lose names. Um, uh, Saoirse Ronan, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's York's Lanthimos again. Again, the story is mad. Um. The Square, which is a, a satire on the art scene, and it's really enjoyable. Um, Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, a documentary where they talk about the making of the, the Charlie Kaufman with uh, A Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey, and he goes deep on that role, like too deep. Um, three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, you know, Francis McDormand again, Um Okja, which is a Netflix documentary co-written by the writer John Ronson. Uh, you should go watch that. Um, Phantom Thread, which is a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Just missed out on this. I love this and I watched it in the cinema. I was on a date with someone, I think. And uh, Daniel Day-Lewis um, was just fantastic, as always. His last ever film. Icarus, which is the documentary you can watch about uh, drug taking in sport, particularly cycling. And the winners Get Out, one of the most enjoyable and innovative horror films in years uh, by Jordan Peele. So it had to win. 2018, we have Roma. Uh, Quran makes his his one about his homeland, Mexico. Uh, Black Klansman, a lot of us will have seen that. The favourite, Jorgos Lanthimos with Olivia Colman in the lead role as Queen Anne. We have Eighth Grade, probably not watched enough, but it was the the the, um, uh, the comedian, and I can never remember his name, but he made a documentary called Inside something. Um, Bo Burnham, that's his name. He made this, and it's it's probably underrated. Sorry to bother you. A really great start. Goes mad, but in a good way. Leave no trace about a father and a daughter who want to live off the grid, and, you know, that's not possible in the States. The authorities will come for you. Uh, Widows, which is about a... Um, Liam Neeson's dying and his wife that Viola Davis tries to take on his job of basically being a heist, a robber. Um, and it's, I, I love that. I heard a lot of bad stuff about it, but I actually really liked it. The Sisters Brothers, which is based on a novel by Patrick DeWitt. And I, I think it's great. Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Reilly, um, Riz Ahmed's in it too. It's, it's fun. Um, it's a fun Western. The House that Jack Built, a very weird turn by Matt Dillon as a, as a serial killer murderer, you know, and, yeah, it's weird. Um, blind spotting about racism and, you know, how we look at the world through our own, you know, coloured glasses, I suppose, and the idea of, like, we don't look at white people the same as we look at black people. And, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's it's quite hard to find, but it's good. Uh, if Breal Street Could Talk, um, Barry Jenkins' follow-up to Moonlight, great. A Star is Born, 
We ever who doesn't know that one? Uh, the winner is Hereditary. A horror film again, two years in a row. It was great. Tony Collette. How did Tony Collette? Like she didn't even get a nomination. She should have won it. Don't make me go on. Don't let me go on about this because I'll go on for ages. Excuse me. 2019, The Souvenir. Um, um, Uncut Gems, uh, Adam Sandler. Um, on Netflix, really suspenseful. Start, it, get, it got me going nearly my panic attacks. That's how suspenseful it is. Midsommar, again, a horror film, uh, but in The Bright Sun. Sorry we missed you. That's Ken Loach again. Again, very dark. People can't keep up with their bills and, you know, only Ken Loach seems to give a shit about these films, but they're great. Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story. Martin Scorsese takes on Bob Dylan again. This time it's about his Rolling Thunder Review concerts in the 73-74 and it seemed to be just a bonkers time, but it's on Netflix. You should watch it, even if you're not into Bob Dylan. Us, uh, another Jordan Peele horror, um, really great. St. Maud again, another horror, uh, but this time in uh, based in Britain. Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed plays a, a drummer losing his hearing. Um, he plays that so well, too. The sound effects are great in it, too. Um, 1917, uh, the war film. I'd say most of us are aware of it now. American Factory, the one that you should watch that's on Netflix. It's a documentary. Won the best uh, documentary at the Oscars that year. The winner's Parasite. Parasite's one of the best films of the last 10 years, hands down. So uh, it's a South Korean film. It, that's why it, it wins. Uh, 2020, we're getting there, folks. Uh, Dick Johnson is Dead, documentary about uh, documentary uh, maker Rachel Johnson and her dad is di- has um, dementia and she is filming him and how she thinks of ways he would die. And the dad plays the part in it and he's such a nice man. It's it's sad to watch, but he's a beautiful man and their relationship is lovely. His House, which is a British horror film, based about the idea of um, refugees coming to England and being haunted by their pasts within the walls of their own house. And it's, it's very clever. One Night in Miami, Regina King's... Uh, making of the idea of Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, uh, who else was there? Um, I can't remember the other two, but there was four very, very famous people who met up after a, a Muhammad Ali fight and they get kind of into talking about philosophy and arguing about different things and it's it's really good. Promising Young Woman, um, Emerald Fennell's film um, with Carrie Mulligan, dark, twisted, but... Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, American Utopia, which is David Byrne's concert film, who was in Talking Heads, if you don't know. Well, it's this time it's him doing the concert film with a group of musicians on stage and they're walking around with their instruments. It's clever, very good, beautiful music. Uh, another round Danish um, film about, well, basically drinking too much and Madden Mickelson plays the lead role. Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, about the Black... Uh, well, this one's about the Black Panthers and about the idea of how we're fighting back and... Um, great leads, uh, great, um, uh, uh, Daniel Kalua. Sorry, my bad. Um, and the, my film for that year is Collective. It's a Romanian documentary about a very famous fire that burnt, killed a lot of people, but, but severely maimed a lot of people. And th- they're in the film and they're trying to get justice, as are the filmmakers, um, a few years on. And you just see these people who are fighting, trying to fight for rights of people that they didn't have any, um, uh, it's a hard wash, but it's it's a stunning documentary. I remember telling my mum about it, and I was just raving about it. It's I've watched it a couple of times. It's brilliant, but um, 
Yeah, check it out. 2021, we have got Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson once again. My friend said, I don't even know what it's about. What do you mean? It's not complicated. No, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't be having to go people on this podcast because they don't have the mic. They're not here to defend themselves. Uh, the remake of West Side Story surprised me. I have it in here. I mean, it's not world class or anything, but it's surprisingly good. Um, I tried not to compare it with the original. The original is one of the greatest films ever made, you know, uh, in many ways. The Last Duel, very disappointing box office for Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. And then I watched it and I thought that's very, you know, Adam Driver really good in it. Matt Damon's really good in it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's got the, um, the Rashomon effect where they tell the stories from different points of view. I thought it was really good. I don't know why people didn't watch it. Boiling Point, Stephen Graham, uh, this is one that's done in a one take as well. They're making a TV show about it now, or they have made a TV show about it, but this is all done in the, in the pressure points of a kitchen where he's the chef and he's got his problems and everybody's got their problems. The winner is The Power of the Dog, though, because I, Benedict Cumberbatch, I wasn't a big fan. I really liked him in the imitation game. He was in other stuff and then blah, blah, blah. And then he was in this and he was amazing in this. And Johnny Greenwald's score is exceptional. Jane Campion's direction is great. It's, it's a brilliant film. It's on Netflix. Um, 2022, we've got After Sun, Paul Mescal, a really good film about father and his daughter's relationship and the stuff that he goes through and stuff that she goes through, I guess. The Banshees of Inishirin, we all know what this is about. I saw in the cinema with my mom. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Tar, Kate Blanchett plays the composer. Uh, who's a bit all over the place and it's not a very likable character, but you, you kind of go along with it. You, you, you hang in there. Um, Holy Spider, which is an Iranian film about uh, a true life story about a, a murderer, a serial killer who in, it made a lot of problems for the director in Iran because the, 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 at the time when the guy was being tri- on trial for, for the murders of, of, it was sex workers. It was basically the men. In, in society were up for him. They thought he was cleaning the streets of, you know, of people that shouldn't be there. And when the director made it from the point of view of he's like he is, the criminal, the one who's doing the killing, um, they didn't want him in the country anymore. But it's uh, it's really good. Uh, nope, the Jordan Peele horror film. Not quite as horror as his other films, but definitely, you know, horror, horror tropes. Um, Elvis, which I actually really liked. I didn't think I would, but it's apart from Tom Hanks's makeup, which is shocking. Empire of Light, especially Olivia Coleman, and the scene where the togs try to get into the into the cinema about the trying to guard it. That's very suspenseful and obviously the racism involved in that too. Um, the, our very own Irish film, The Quiet Girl, which is just beautiful, like the, the, the performances, the direction. I, I would love to have a chat with someone from that film just to see how it all went down. Um, but the winner is All Quiet on the Western Front, the remake. Remakes are never All Quiet on the First of All Quiet on the Western Front won the Best Picture Oscar back in 1932, I think it was, 31. This had no right to, to be as good as it was, but it was outrageously good. And I recently, even though it's on Netflix, I recently bought the, the DVD of it and I've yet to go back and watch it because it's a tough watch. There's hard scenes in it, as you can imagine, but it's such a good film. It's sh- it, like it should have done better at the Oscars, really. Um, so 2023, I'll be honest, I haven't seen an awful lot of new ones this year. So my list is fairly uh, and and I have air on it, even though I shouldn't be there, really. Do you know what? Yeah, here you're seeing this live in air. There's an edit being done. Air's coming off. I watched air, and it was about a, a a runner being released. Do you know what I mean? I mean a runner, physical runner, not a runner running around the place. An actual one you wear on your foot. Um, I have Barbie in it, which I really, really did like. 
And people were like, really? And I was like, yeah, really. Um, Infinity Pool, which is a, a very, very dark um, horror film, but but really worth a look if you're into it. And the winner, uh, Joanna, like this, Asteroid City, Wes Anderson, really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun, weird, uh, great cast, everything you'd want from it. We've got through it. I'm going to read through them even very quickly, okay? And then I'm going to let you go, but you've been very kind for staying here. 1982, King of Comedy. 1983, Terms of Endearment. 1984, Paris, Texas. 1985, Shoah. 1986, Stand By Me. 1987, With Nate and I. 88, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. 89, Do the Right Thing. 1990, Goodfellas. 91, The Silence of the Lambs. 92, Reservoir Dogs. 93, Shortcuts. 94, The Shawshank Redemption. 95, oh, hang on. Did I miss 95? (laughs) It's a shambles, isn't it? It's just a, it's just a mess. I must have missed ninety five, did I? Ninety five? No, I didn't. I just didn't read the winner. The winner for ninety five was before sunrise. Bloody hell! Richard Linklater. They made three of them: before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. But go and watch them, all of them. They're all beautiful. So ninety five. Sorry, before sunrise. Ninety six. Fargo. Ninety seven. The Ice Storm. Ninety eight. The Big Lebowski. Ninety nine. The Blair Witch Project. Two thousand. High Fidelity, 01, The Royal Tenenbaums, 02, Bowling for Columbine, 03, Old Boy, 04, Dead Man's Shoes, 05, Brokeback Mountain, 06, This Is England, 07, There Will Be Blood, 08, Happy Go Lucky, 09, Dogtooth, 2010, I'm Still Here, 11, A Separation, 12, The Master, 13, Prisoners, 14, Birdman, 15, What Happened, Miss Simone, 16, Moonlight, 17, Get Out, 18, Hereditary, 19, Parasite, 20, Collective, 21, The Power of the Dog, 22, All Quiet in the Western Front, and 23, Asteroid City. If you go and watch all these films, you will lead a very happy few months. All right. Will I probably make a film where I, or an episode where I rank these films? It's it's more than likely I will in a few episodes' time. But listen, thanks to John for always for getting us to 199. I want to thank my mom, my dad, my granddad, Jaron Calvin, as usual. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you would, or on Instagram, Facebook, and X, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, etc. If you want to send me some of your requests, or not so much some of your requests, but some of your favourite films from certain years, or a full list, or say, listen, I hate Moonlight. Why did you like that? That's all right. Jump on board. If you want to have a conversation, we'll have a conversation. I know. Anyway, it's been lovely to have you here for this long. And uh, go watch a movie. Enjoy it. Take care. Bye. Why am I taking so long to get off? There we go. Bye. (laughs) 